It is Friday, December 8th, 2023, and this is Ozarks at Large. I'm Kyle Kellams. Today, Moolah Music and Maui. The indigenous communities there, you know, they're they're going to be rebuild, rebuilding their homes, businesses, ancient cultural sites and land that burned down. They're going to be rebuilding for years, um, and so they need a lot of help. A fundraiser next week in Springdale will raise money for rebuilding in Maui, plus a commemoration for Dixon Street. Because one thing you can tell when someone moves to Fayetteville is when they move to Fayetteville based on what businesses they think are still there. The street's 155th anniversary will be observed in print. We'll learn more. We'll also spend time with Michael Tilley from Talk Business and Politics and Courtney Lanning reviews the new animated film The Boy and the Heron and much more. First, the news from NPR. Sona, the Symphony of Northwest Arkansas, continues its main stage season December 9th with two performances of its annual Christmas concert at Walton Arts Center. Performing a mix of holiday favorites under the baton of maestro Paul Haas, musicians will also be joined on stage by the Sona singers and other guests. Tickets at 443-5600 or sonamusic.org. Crystal Bridges Museum of American Art presents Annie Leibovitz at Work. This exhibition includes the photographer's iconic pictures for Rolling Stone, Vanity Fair, and Vogue, as well as new portraits made just for Crystal Bridges. Open until January 29th. Tickets at crystalbridges.org. This is Ozarks at Large for Friday, December 8th, 2023. I'm Kyle Kellums. With me on the phone to... Help us get this show started is Michael Tilly, who is with Talk Business and Politics. Michael, I didn't get to talk to you last Friday, so I'm going to tell you a happy December this time. Yes, it is I'm one of my one of my favorite months. Um, wrap up uh, wrap up football because you know the Hogs had such a good season. So <laughs> waiting, just waiting for the bowl announcement. Well, <laughs> keep waiting. I think yes, that's, my that's what I've been told. Uh, let's start with a success story, and that is tourism with Van Buren. It's going pretty well, isn't it? Yes, it is. You know, we've uh, kind of been monitoring the Fort Smith Metro, the entire metro, in terms of tourism, and it's been strong. So we thought we'd drill down a little bit uh, and look at Van Buren, and not surprisingly, they've um, their hospitality taxes uh, are up almost 7% through September, but they've collected... Uh, almost six hundred forty-seven thousand in uh, taxes. They have a hotel tax and a prepared food tax, um, a hamburger tax, some people call it. So uh, they've been doing well. The lodging tax is up six and a half percent. Prepared food tax is up eight and a half percent. Yes, there is some inflation in that, but inflation is not six point nine or six five or eight five. It's lower than that. So there's growth there uh, also. And we talked to Merrill uh, Merrill Purvis. Who's director director of the Van Buren Advertising Promotion Commission, and she says she's just she's hearing just a lot of positivity. They are seeing a little bit of a a drop in numbers here late. Uh, historically, I think you see that in markets in tourism markets coming in at Christmas. Some people instead of spending you know on food lodging, they're spending spending on Christmas. So it's a redirection of spending, and you often see that come back. So. By all accounts, I mean, from what we hear on the state, regional, and national scene, um, people are still uh, interested in spending money on experiences. And um, I don't know if anyone's been to downtown Van Buren in a while. 
I had not been there in a while, and about a month ago I did visit. Very pleasant surprise. It's hopping. There are a lot of people downtown. There are some good restaurants downtown now. Um, there are very few. I can tell you three or four years ago, there were a lot of empty stock, empty, empty stores, empty shops, and I didn't see that many on this last trip. So kudos to the folks in Van Buren. You know, they've invested a lot of money uh, in their Veterans Park and some other uh, facilities um, there in the city, especially in downtown Van Buren. So just to drill down and, um, again, not surprised. Things are not peachy keen between the city of Fort Smith and the Fort Smith Animal Haven. There had been some questioning about how much the Haven had charged the city. Maybe there was some overcharging. It sounds like there was a 90-minute discussion the other night with city officials. What came out of this? Yeah, I'm going to try real uh, – this is going to be real hard to be diplomatic and, and um, maybe even gracious about this topic. Um, this got started um, – there was an allegation that the city, that Fort Smith Animal Haven, which is hired by the city, contracted by the city, I guess, to to take care of lost or abandoned animals in the city limits. So there was an original allegation that Animal Haven had overcharged the city $102,000. That number – after the city's internal auditor looked at the numbers and all their seats and all that good stuff, reduced it down to just under 43,000. Well, some folks still weren't happy on both sides of that number. And, you know, you would think the city has an internal auditor for a reason, but no, they're going to, and, and one other step in here, Forcing Animal Haven has even agreed that, that um, they've, uh, to 14,000 in inaccurate billing and overbilling, but no, the city board voted to our CPA company, a Chicago-based company called Baker Tilly. It's different spelling of Tilly, no relation to me. <laughs> uh, that could cost uh, up to $15,000 to figure out between 48 or 24 or 14,000, you know, who's at fault. Um, maybe, there are sm- <laughs> maybe there are some really uh, deep behind-the-scenes things going on here because this is really difficult to understand city's got so many things going on. I, ca- I cannot believe where uh, a city is contracting to do this uh, when they've had an internal audit. Uh, you know, Director George Katsavis had a very uh, interesting observation. He said, you know, if we're not going to trust our internal audit and then we have future <laughs> um, d- debate with other groups, are we going to just – are we, what, you know, we're just going to start doing independent audits forever now, outside audits forever, so – I thought he had a good point, but here we are. So we'll get this going and, you know, we'll figure out, you know, look, this was 42 million. You would understand. Or 14 million or, yeah, or even 1.4 million. You'd understand. But 14,000 or 42,000, I mean, come on. But here we are. Uh, Let's see. We found out Monday that the Crawford County Library System Board of Directors was going to have a meeting Tuesday. And on that agenda was listed hiring the director and advisor. So who has the job? Yeah, uh, nobody. Um, here's another, this is just um, the classic example, if we want to use another classic example, of moving the goalposts. So the library board, they've been looking for a permanent director since February when um, Tammy Hamby and her husband, physician there in Van Buren, essentially forced Deidre Grismal out. She was a library director because um, the Hambies don't want um, any books about the gay community 
to be seen in the library. In fact, they've already lost one lawsuit and face another lawsuit over it. So in, a, in a, uh, an amazing series of events, the Crawford County judge appointed Tammy Hamby, the one that caused all the chaos, to the library board, to the chairman of the library board. So they found there several interviews of candidates. Um, the last two interviews with uh, Cynthia Morrison and Charlene McDonough were two pretty robust candidates looking at their background, their resumes. And, you know, we were thinking, okay, they're, they're going to wrap this up. They're going to hire. These are two pretty well-qualified individuals. But no, here Tuesday, out of the blue, Tammy says, well, we've got more folks we want to look at, which surprised the rest of the board who didn't know about this. So this um, executive committee didn't last but about five or ten minutes, and they came out. And So apparently they're going to continue to interview folks. Um, Eva White is the interim director. I have... I would not be surprised if she's getting a little frustrated by all this. Also, I think she just thought she was going to come in for a few months because she's retired and probably doesn't need the headache. But so here we go. We're still waiting for um, a director for a pretty important um, system uh, for the for the folks of Crawford County. And we have a just completed longer runway at Fort Smith Regional Airport. Now work is beginning on an $18 million arresting system on the main runway. I have to admit, I don't know what an arresting system is. Well, it's not to arrest you if you show up drunk. Um, <laughs> so that's not what it's for. It's if um, one of these jets, these F-35s and F-16s, if for some reason have to abort a flight, abort, abort a takeoff, or um, brakes fail on landing, this arresting gear, just like the arresting gear on an aircraft carrier, it's similar to that in function. It's not similar to that in the system, but it will stop the aircraft and prevent it from going off the runway, oh. causing damage maybe even to um, civilians or civilian facilities. So that is part of what is needed to get this foreign pilot training center set up at the Fort Smith Regional Airport. And so they're beginning that um one of those systems will be on both ends uh, of the runway. And one of the reasons they're doing it now is the runway extension allows them to do work on one end of the runway without shutting the runway down. Uh, there will be some periods where they'll have to temporarily close the runway, but the runway extension gives the airport, uh, especially the, the control tower, more uh, flexibility in terms of, of when it does or does not. Uh, close the airport down to general aviation. So it's progress toward, it's about an $18 million um, system, and it's and the Air Force is paying for all of it. But it's, again, it's just part of the progress toward getting this foreign military sales program that includes the Foreign Pilot Training Center at Fort Smith up and going. All right, all of this and much more available at talkbusiness.net. Michael, talk to you next Friday. Yes, sir. Look forward to it. This is Ozarks at Large. Just ahead, we'll learn more about next week's fundraiser called Moolah and Music for Maui. That's in just a couple of minutes on this Friday edition of Ozarks at Large. And this is the final afternoon of the KUAF Season of Giving fundraiser. We take just a few minutes to remind you that we can tell you about fundraisers and policy and politics and events throughout the year because of listeners like you 
who make financial contributions to KUAF. All of the programs you hear here, Ozarks at Large, Morning Edition, All Things Considered, all possible because of contributions from listeners like you. You can make a contribution right now if you haven't yet in 2023 at supportkuaf.com. And here's a number for you, $12. That might seem like a modest amount. But when you sign up as a monthly sustaining member of KUAF, your contribution is combined with thousands of others from your fellow listeners and helps pay for all the news you heard on KUAF in the last year. You listen because you can on Morning Edition, all things considered to keep you informed and up to date. And as we make plans for 2024, we're counting on you today. So you can visit supportkuaf.com and make that pledge of support. Your $12 or $20 or $50 monthly gift will make a big impact in 2024. You can become a member right now, become a sustaining member right now at supportkuaf.com. And thank you. The KUAF Giving Tree is excited to announce this year's beneficiary, the Yvonne Richardson Community Center. The YRCC is committed to shaping today's youth for tomorrow's challenges by providing recreational, educational, and social opportunities. Throughout the holidays, you'll learn more about the center and its needs, including pre-packaged snacks, sports equipment, coloring, and activity books, and more. The Giving Tree and KUAF Public Radio. Your voice matters. And thank you, everyone, who came by yesterday to the KUAF studios at 9 South School in Fayetteville. Particularly busy day for contributions to go under the giving tree. Thanks again. You can stop by during normal business hours. This is Ozarks at Large. Thursday night, musicians will meet at the Medium in downtown Springdale to participate in the fundraiser Music and Moolah for Maui. All money raised will be directed toward relief efforts in Maui for rebuilding after this year's devastating wildfire. Organizers Evan Alvarado and Meredith Mashburn were at the Carver Center for Public Radio this week. Evan is an artist, musician, and filmmaker. Meredith, a photographer, both based in northwest Arkansas. Evan says the pair's artistry helped lead them to organizing Thursday night's fundraiser. We're currently in the middle of filming a documentary, uh, working closely with some indigenous communities, primarily Dr. Daniel Wildcat, uh, Haskell Indian Nations professor in Lawrence, Kansas. Um, he's leading this project about this big environmental hub. They're working with several different coastal regions, one of those coastal regions being Hawaii. And when we saw what was happening in, in Maui, Meredith and I felt compelled to try to do something, take action, all the way over here in Northwest Arkansas. Um, so um, the documentary project is kind of what, what, what made us aware, you know, of what was happening over there and just have a little bit closer connection, you know, um, to that area and the project they're working on. And when you say what you've been watching, what's happening there, a lot of people are familiar with the fire, but we're talking about something that's connected, but since then, right? So it's, uh, it's all to help the Maui communities affected by the wildfires. Um, and the nonprofit that this whole fundraiser is benefiting um, is Olohana Foundation. They're a nonprofit based in Hawaii. Um, and the... Uh, the funds will be used to uh, further Olohana's work in Hawaii around disaster preparedness and to provide critical weather monitoring systems and disaster pre preparedness education and assistance in the aftermath of the Maui wildflower, wildfires, not flowers. Yes. Right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So that's uh, how Olohana Foundation will be using the funds raised. Um, and... The indigenous communities there, you know, they're they're going to be rebuild, rebuilding their homes, businesses, ancient cultural sites and land that burned down. They're going to be rebuilding for years. Um, 
and so they need a lot of help. And especially right now, there's a lot of developers wanting to come in and and buy their their you know land at a discount. Um, and you know they so while trying to rebuild their homes and all of that, they're you know just many many layers of challenges that they're facing. So this is just a little. A little bump of support to help the indigenous communities, you know, rebuild their homes and ancient cultural sites. Um, so it's all around the wildfires. You know, the, the funds raised will go towards Olohana Foundation, like Meredith said, around disaster preparedness and uh, education. And, and yeah. Well, Meredith, Evan said that he was talking with you. I mean, how did – it's one thing to talk about something that's happening thousands of miles away. How did you begin to organize this event that will take place at the medium? Well, um, the students that are with the Rising Voices Changing Coast Hub, um, they were in uh, Hawaii and flying back while the wildfires were raging. Um, And we had just gotten back from a trip to Lawrence, uh, Kansas um, for the documentary. And we were just talking about um, some of the images that we were shooting and thinking about how can we possibly do something to help. We just felt compelled to help. And for me, I just want to embody um, what I want to see more of in the world. So if, if, if people feel compelled to help, I think that we should just all do what we feel drawn to be to do. And um, so uh, with Evan being a musician and his um, expertise in event planning, uh, we got together and just thought of this event. All right, let's talk about the planning. What's going to happen? Right. Um, so I'm a musician, like she said, and filmmaker. And what I know best, I think, is music. And, uh, you know, I participated myself performing in some past local music fundraiser concerts. So I was like, why? Uh, let's do a music fundraiser concert. So, you know, I haven't been playing the scene for over 10 years. Um, I just gathered some other fellow musicians who also happen to play in reggae bands. I've mostly been playing reggae music mm-hmm. most of my music career. Um, so yeah, I just gathered, asked some folks. You know, this is what we're trying to do. Would you be interested to perform, or would you be interested to get involved somehow? Um, so it's mostly uh, a music concert um, play, uh, with reggae music, uh, and the reason why we chose to curate reggae music experience. Um, it's because reggae music is message music, kind of conveying messages of unity, you know, self-sustainment, empowerment, and uh, reggae music kind of has a, a connection to Hawaiian culture. Um, so it all just kind of made a lot of sense to curate this this reggae music concert to raise funds to help you know our fellow humans, our distant relatives. Yeah, we're going to do a live streaming event as well. So um, the people from the, uh, Maui will be able to watch uh, us dance the night away. Uh, Ozark um, Beer Company and Black Apple uh, Hard Cider have donated um, beverages for the event. So we're just going to have a great time. Rochelle Bradshaw will be there. Yes. Rochelle Bradshaw, our uh, very special local talent to have, your, to have here in Northwest Arkansas. She's, uh, if you're not familiar with her, she sings backup vocals for Stephen Mollers. For Stephen Marley, you know, one of Bar Marley's sons, uh, where her father is a, one of the founding, mem- founding members of Burning Spear. Um, she's been singing with reggae legends all her life. So to have her live here in Northwest Arkansas and perform here is pretty special. So her and her band are, are, are headlining. Uh, before them, uh, local reggae act, the Irie Lions. Um, I used to play in both of these groups, not, not currently, but the Irie Lions, another great local, uh, amazing uh, reggae group. Um, and then we also have DJ Hot Eye, uh, local DJ uh, who mostly spins reggae tracks. He's also uh, 
radio DJ uh, has a reggae block. Um, so hey, we got some really really amazing talent, and we've recently released a uh, music video cover of Bob Marley and the Whalers' "So Much Trouble in the World," featuring a lot of these same musicians that are performing at the Maui fundraiser. So check out the music video. Uh, you know the the message, the song is all very relevant to our to, to just in general the world, and as well as our Maui uh, uh, fundraiser, and it's a reggae tune. So it's all just very uh, just kind of connecting everything. Um, where can we see the video? Video is on Facebook. We have a Facebook event page for this fundraiser. You can ch- see it there. You can see it on on our on our YouTube, um, Vimeo. Um, you, you can find it on all our socials and any any anything tied to the event. You should see it. How'd you come up with the name for the event? Music and moolah from Maui. We just thought it was so fun. Alliteration. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A little bit of alliteration there, and just you know trying to make. Try to make it as clear as possible what we're trying to do, you know, because a lot of people ask, so why Maui? It's like, well, you know, there's a little bit of backstory, to, um, but, you know, just to, as clear as possible, what is this thing about? Well, it's a music concert and we're trying to raise moolah for Maui. <laughs> I like it. So this is going to be at the Medium? Yes. And it's Thursday the 14th? Yes, at 530 to 830, right? 530, uh, 830 p.m. at the Medium in uh, if you want to make it in person, see amazing live music experience, get your $20 ticket at Eventbrite. Right now we're offering a, a discount on the event t-shirts if you purchase with your pre-sale ticket. But you, also, you can also get the t-shirt uh, at the event on event day. Well, I want to thank uh, Woodstone Pizza for donating the food for the bands. Um, they're going to be working a long day and really could use the sustenance that day. I want to really be thankful for all of our um uh, donators. Yeah, Woodstone, Ozark Beer, uh, Arkansas, Black Apple, mm-hmm. Arkansas Arts Academy. Uh, we partnered with them on this event as well. Um, the live stream production. You know, we need a small small team to execute that. It's like, well, is can this be a, a professional development opportunity for an aspiring young creative who maybe wants to learn more about live streams? So we've partnered with Arkansas Arts Academy. Um, they're putting a small team of uh, of students, a small student team together to help us execute the live stream production. Um, we've also partnered with some other amazing local people who are uh, really couldn't do this without, like Teresa Cameron of By My Side Canine, as well as Charlotte Buchanan Neal, Christopher Rumwolf, Rodrigo Correas, um, just really long list of, of amazing people who we couldn't do this without. All right, so what will the two of you be doing that night? So uh, wearing all the hats. I know yes. with Meredith's photography skills, you know, she'll be capturing the event behind the scenes, you know, capturing those amazing moments um, other than, you know, just trying to produce the event. Right. Um, I'm sure you'll see me running around, you know, doing stuff. But so, I'll, you know, uh, my producer brain will be thinking about everything, make sure everything's running smoothly. Um, but also, you know, the live stream production is kind of a lot there. I'll making sure there there's that that's running smoothly, but also I'll be in performing with, uh, with Rochelle Bradshaw on Hypnotion. They invited me to, to perform with them. So I'll, I'll be doing all, all sorts of things, but, uh, I'll be really looking forward to the playing with the group. Yeah, we're a scrappy team. Yeah. I, yes. <laughs> yes. Well, uh, my advice is to get some rest between now and then if possible. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's going to be possible. We'll try. Okay. <laughs> Thank you both for coming in. Thank Thanks you. so much for having us. Evan Alvarado and Meredith Mashburn are event organizers for Music and Moolah for Maui. The event is from 530 until 830 Thursday night at the Medium 
in downtown Springdale. You can find out more, including instructions to live stream the event at the Facebook event page for Music and Moolah for Maui. And you can find the video of the Ozark Reggae All-Stars covering Bob Marley's So Much Trouble in the World on YouTube. Again, that's music of the Ozark Reggae All-Stars. The moolah and music for Maui event is Thursday night at the Medium in downtown Springdale. I have with me in the Anthony and Susan Hoy News Studio, Ryan Versi. Ryan, we always say you're Santa Claus when you come in here. Tis the season. I actually get to be Santa Claus right now. It's pretty awesome. And the reason you're being Santa Claus is time to name some winners from this year's holiday giveaway. That's correct. Once again, we have participated in what we've hosted the KUAF and Friends Holiday Giveaway, um, which is basically made possible by a number of our underwriters here at KUAF. Um, They have donated a number of prizes for us to give to you all. And, of course, you enter that by going to KUAF.com and then clicking that nice little image, that, that graphic that actually I made, and it will take you to a page where you could see a list of all of the different prizes and click to enter to win. So for those of you who did, your name could very well be called here shortly. All right. What are we going to give away first? All right. First, the Therapods Float Spa. So if you're not familiar with the Therapods Float Spa, definitely check it out. Go to the website um, or click the link. The link is on the on our giveaway page. You can read more about it. Um, now, there's two winners for this, mm-hmm. and these winners will be contacted. They can come and pick their uh, gift certificate up here at the station. So, winner number one, Christy Bell. All right. Of Eureka Springs, I believe. And then winner number two, Dylan Hollums. Next up, we have Biotech Pharmacal, another one of our uh, longtime, yeah. you know, growing relationships here. Um, this person is going to win a $100 gift certificate, um, and they will reach out to you from Biotech. Dennis Reynolds, congratulations. Up next, Theater Squared. There are. Three $20 gift cards to the Commons Bar and Cafe. Mm. Uh, the winner will coordinate pickup at location. So you'll be contacted by the uh, Director of Community Experience at Theater Square. You know that person? I think I know that okay. person. All right. Uh, that might be my wife. We'll uh-huh. see. All right. <laughs> so thanks again for Theater Square. Um, it's pretty cool when you have connections at other yeah. companies. and You can make cool things happen for winners like Melanie Melody DeVere. Okay. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right. right. I apologize if I'm not. Carol Warriner, congratulations. And also, congratulations to Haley Bell, or is that Hallie Bell? Either way, congratulations to the three of you. And so, if you're going to go see Christmas Carol during its run through the 24th, see, you can you gotta, you get some get, eggnog. Go right a little there. bit early. Yeah. I got a nice little holiday menu set up for you there. there you and then, last for this segment, we've got. Really good friend of mine, uh, trendsetter barbershop and salon, mm-hmm. and the product store next door. 
um, the prize here is uh, the works haircut for free. Whoa. And then two $20 gift certificates to the product store next door, which is literally a product store next door. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. So Trendsetter Barbershop and Salon has um, literally it's a full service barbershop and salon with a product store. So the winner for the haircut, the works haircut, my guy, Michael Day. Oh, I know Michael Day. You know Michael Day? I do. Yeah. Congrats, right. my guy. Um, then I've got one winner for one of the gift certificates for the product store, Tara Hollums. Okay. Randall Dickinson. Congratulations to the three of you. You are the winners. Um, you can pick those up here at the station. I have them with me. So, um all right. That's it for round one. We'll have round two a little bit later on this edition of Ozarks at Large. I'm Denisha Simpson. And I'm Joy McGowan. And, and we, we are, are the, the co-hosts to the, to the Resilient Black Women podcast. Our podcast is all about demystifying mental health for black women, women of color, and women everywhere. You can learn more about our work with our nonprofit and our podcast by visiting resilientblackwomen.org. You can also listen to our podcast at KUAF.com or subscribe to our podcast on any streaming platform. It's Friday afternoon. It's the final afternoon of 91.3 KUAF's Season of Giving fundraiser. Before we end 2023, we want to make sure we are as strong and as independent as we can be. We do that with your financial contributions, contribution from you and thousands of other listeners like you. The people who listen to KUAF are the ones who pay for the vast majority of KUAF. In 2024, KUAF is going to continue to do what public media has done for decades. That's bringing people together to help make sense of the world. This is the commitment that's always guided our work and which remains central to our mission as a public radio station. And the one factor more than any other that enables KUAF to be a constant in our community, the grassroots support of listeners like you. Voluntary donations from our listeners make up easily the largest and most reliable source of KUAF's funding. And that's why we're spending one of these last few weeks in 2023 asking you for your financial contribution. As the year comes to a close, we're asking you to make it an ongoing monthly contribution, become a sustaining member of KUAF. It's the best thing you can do to give KUAF a solid future. You can start your monthly gift right now so the KUAF can continue to be available for our entire community in 2024. Giving 12 or 15 or $20 a month will do so much. You can start your sustaining gift if it's time for you to do so right now at supportkuaf.com. If you'd like to make a one-time gift, that's acceptable, of course, as well. We leave those big decisions up to you. But we'd love to hear from you because it's you that keeps us strong, independent, and on the air for you and thousands of other listeners just like you. Make your contribution today during this these final hours of our 2023 Season of Giving fundraiser. Support KUAF.com, and thank you. This is Ozarks Large. With me in the Furman Garner Performance Studios, April Wallace, associate, help me out, I'm sorry. April. Features editor. Features editor <laughs> at the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Welcome back. Thank you for having me. Uh, we're going to talk about something that I think is really interesting 
a series that I, we want to tell people about. But before that, of course, it's the holiday season. So there's a lot of holiday stuff going on. There's as much as you have time for and probably more. <laughs> and probably than that. more, yes. <laughs> um, so I'll tell you about a couple of events that my family are personally looking forward to. All right. Um, first and foremost, because we have a six and four year old, is the Snowman concert at the Walton Arts Center. And this is, they've been doing this a while now. They have, but it's only one time this year. It's Sunday at 2 p.m. Mm-hmm. Um, there may be a second time of that day, but it's just that day. And then also, of course, there is a Christmas carol at Theater Squared. Yep. Um, it's running through the month through December 24. It's something I love to take my parents to anytime they can come up. No matter how many times you see it, it's always really wonderful. And this is at Theater Squared. At Theater Squared. Right. Um, also, starting Tuesday is the Tina Turner musical at the Walton Arts Center. That will be running through December 17. Right. And um, also at the Walton Arts Center is the Sona Singers of Very Sona Christmas, um, Saturday, this Saturday, December 9. And that's um, that's Sona with the singers. So the full orchestra is on stage as well. Right. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Um, if you're looking for Christmas lights, uh, you can find a drive through one, which is always great for little kids or anyone who doesn't want to be out in the cold. Um, at the Washington County Fairgrounds through January 1st, it's $30 a vehicle. Or if you know that you're going to be returning, just go ahead and get the season pass. It's like $75. So I'm assuming this takes a while to drive through then. I believe so. I mean, this isn't just like somebody's front yard. No. These no. are all over the fairground. Not that there's anything wrong with the front yard. I'm not. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> but you don't get a season pass for a front yard. Right. Right. Um, Stewart family on the east side of Fayetteville is one of those. And I would say it's a lot more than a front yard. It's, yeah, it it's is. A, you got to park and walk, but it is worth it. Yes. So we love that one, too. That's on uh, 265, right? Yes. Yes. So a few more things happening on Saturday, but I don't want to overwhelm you guys. Um, A few few of them. Las Posadas is a Mexican holiday celebration with food, drinks, music, and piñatas at the Community Creative Center in Fayetteville, 9 to 5 on Saturday. All right. Um, Super Saturday at the library is this weekend holiday sing-along with Mr. Troy, which is also a family favorite of ours. Yes, I bet it is. Mr. Troy is great. <laughs> He's phenomenal. That's at the Fayetteville Public Library. That's right, at 10 a.m. on Saturday. Um, in Springdale is the Hanweavers Guild at 10 a.m. in Shiloh Museum. There's also a hot cocoa social at um, Theater Square, 10 a.m. to noon. It has crafts, games for kids, get them out of the house, get some energy spent. (laughs) And a holiday open house at Rogers Historical Museum will take place Saturday, 10 a.m. to 2. That's always a good one. Um, And there's apparently a Lego club at Springdale Public Library. I'm just learning this as I'm reading it. That's amazing. (laughs) And Lego club, I guess you make things out of Legos. Yes. All right. So you've helped us plan the weekend. Now let's look back a little because you've got a series about one of the most iconic stretches in northwest Arkansas. That's right. 
Um, this December, first three Thursdays in our newspaper in our town is a series on Dixon Street because she is turning 155, and I think she looks awfully good for her age. She does, and she's been through a lot. She has, indeed. <laughs> so you've been writing this. I have, and I enlisted some help because I don't know what I got myself into. Um, so in the first um, article of our series, I'm taking a look at how it's really fundamentally changed from the 80s until the early 2000s. Because one thing you can tell when someone moves to Fayetteville is when they move to Fayetteville based on what businesses they think are still there. Ah, <laughs> that's interesting. And what I realized when I spoke with um, some of my acquaintances who have been here much longer than me is that the whole feel of Dixon Street has changed fundamentally since 1980. And I had no idea that when um, Dr. Pat from the Walton Arts Center moved here, she would not go near Dixon Street without, you know, her husband or someone accompanying her. It's really changed into a family-friendly place. And when she moved here, when Dr. Pat Ralph from the Walton Arts Center moved here, um, they had read a magazine article, she and her husband, saying that there was this bar on Dixon Street that was the center of the universe, and they just had to go see it. It was Roger's Wreck. (laughs) (laughs) Which has its charms. It does. A very colloquial charm. Yes, yes. Uh, Well, well, you mentioned that Dr. Patricia Ralph works at the Walton Arts Center. The Walton Arts Center is um, a big element in that change from the 80s to now. Yes, and for people like me who came later... 2005, 2006. Um, it's hard to imagine Dixon Street without Walton Arts Center, but it actually wasn't there all along. Right. Um, and so that was part of the evolution. So that's the first part from the 80s to now. What else do you, or co- what else is covered in those other two parts? So part two coming next week is a history of George's Majestic Lounge from mm. my music writer, Monica Hooper, because George's is actually about 96, I think. Also looking pretty good for that also age. Also yes. looking good and still bringing great acts and a big part of our community. I felt it could not be done justice without its own piece. And so she is handling that for me, luckily. Um, in the third piece, um, I will go further back than the 80s give people an idea of what it began as. It was really a neighborhood at first. Who built the first homes here? What did they do? And how it became a corridor to the university, a connector to the railroad, and then a little look to the future. Mm. Oh, oh, and it will also have some fun elements for people to interact with. So we will have a quiz um, where was this on Dixon Street? Do you remember the real location? I'm sure you will ace it, but... Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Not all of my time on Dixon Street was, <laughs> can be remembered, to be honest. <laughs> Which brings me to the second point. We will have a write-in. Give us your favorite memory of Dixon Street. Uh, Try to keep it clean if you can. Oh, sure. Um, that will come in the third element, December 21st. And we'll have those engagements for people while they're home for the holidays and a little extra time on their hands. I wonder if there was a specific word for the 155th anniversary of something. That's a good question. I do know there's one for the 175th anniversary. What is it? It's demi-semi-sesquicentennial. Well, of course. Yeah. (laughs) Naturally. (laughs) But for 155, I'm not sure. All right. Those are the three Thursdays, the first three Thursdays in December. That's right. And if you want to find out what else is going on around here, look at what's up. What's up? And Profiles will have a, a good story on Mr. Tom Allen of 
Sage Partners in Rogers. Mm-hmm. He's also um, a crucial board member of the Alzheimer's Association. He has a really good story. But yes, nwaonline.com has everything, and we hope to see you there. April Wallace, thank you so much. Thank you. This is Ozarks Large. Time to bring Santa Versi back yeah. into the Anthony Susan Anthony and Susan Hoy News Studio. I've only been in this studio for 14 years. You think I'd remember the name? Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> we are giving away to winners some great gifts. The KUF and Friends Holiday Giveaway. We've got a we got some more stuff to give away right now. That's correct. We do. Up next, the Botanical Gardens mm. has donated a family membership and two. Homemade candles, mm-hmm. handmade, excuse me, handmade candles. Danielle Dunn All right. of Fayetteville, congratulations. So, so Danielle gets the candles and the family membership? And the family membership, that's correct. There you go. Yeah. Up next, so I've got three winners here for Dixon Street Bookshop. That's going to be a $25 gift certificate. You can pick that up from the station as well. Uh, winner number one, Amanda Bailey, congratulations. You get a $25 gift certificate to your favorite place in Fayetteville. Set that in the notes. Oh, nice. It's pretty cool. There's yeah. a nice holiday the gift notes, for you. The notes that people leave in the comment in the on the forum on these giveaways is usually hilarious. I usually get a kick out of that. Did I say Julie Wilson already? You haven't. What did if Julie not, get? She's won one of the three oh. gift cards to Dick, uh, Dixon Street Bookshop. Nice. So congratulations. Last but not least, Erica Hutchinson. All right. Of Fort Smith. Oh, it's worth the drive over. It's worth the drive over. If once you're on your way up, let us know, and you can come in by and pick those up. Right here at uh, KUAF, we're located at 9 South School, right next to the Fayetteville Public Library, Woodstone. Woodstone Pizza. Yeah, Woodstone. Jeremy Gothrop and crew there. Yeah. Yeah, the two locations. This $100 gift certificate is... Uh, redeemable at either of the two locations. Hundred bucks. All and right. Michelle King, congratulations! You can come by El Fayetteville mm-hmm. and pick this up from the station. And you've got a lot of friends now. And exactly, <laughs> yeah. Hundred dollars there. Yeah. That's gonna it's gonna make a nice little dinner for a few people. Yeah. And Pearl's books. Ooh. We love books here at the station. Yes, we do. We do. Um, I've got two winners for a fifty dollar gift certificate. Mm. Congratulations to Rose Weston of Huntsville mm-hmm. and Collie Bailey of Fayetteville. All right. Got two winners there for $50 at Pearl's Books. Um, and then one more for this round, I think, this, if I'm counting correctly. Yeah, yes. one more for this round. Fayetteville Farmer's Market. Um, this was one of the more popular ones. But congratulations to Kimberly Pinnell of Fayetteville. And what does Kimberly get? get she gets $100 at the Fayetteville Farmer's Market right. in the form of a gift certificate. We've got one more round. We've got one more round. And we'll do that later on this edition of Ozarks at Large. On the next Points of Departure, when it comes to the business of social change, everybody wants to make a difference. We need to invest in companies that their products or goods or services are helping to improve the livelihoods of these people. But how do you actually measure that impact? That's on the next Points of Departure. Listen at KUAF.com or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Ozarks Large. Let's welcome back to the show Courtney Lanning, film reviewer. Courtney, thanks for taking a few minutes out on this Friday. Kyle, 
Thank you for having me for a few minutes on this Friday. <laughs> so last week we talked about a Japanese movie that you really liked, Godzilla Minus One. Another Japanese film today that you really like, but different. Yes. We just had a double hitter for uh, the Island Nations cinema. Um, this week we are talking The Boy in the Heron, which is a new movie out today from famed animated director... Hayao Miyazaki. This is a guy who has made so many great cartoons through the years, from you know Nausicaa to My Neighbor Totoro to Porco Rosso to Howl's Moving Castle to his Oscar-winning Spirited Away, and and he's got a new movie out, and it's fantastic. And I think you know Howl's Moving Castle and Spirited Away especially kind of put him into the American mainstream. And and if you haven't seen Spirited Away, I think it's recommended viewing if you're a human being. I think that's true, too. Um, it's You can stream all of these on mm -hmm. HBO Max. The new one, The Boy and the Heron, what's it about? So The Boy and the Heron is set, it's somewhat autobiographical as Miyazaki. You know, he's, he's 82 now. Uh, he hasn't lost an ounce of his magic, but he's sort of, you know, in a reflective age of his life. It draws a little bit on his childhood. It's set during World War II, like Godzilla Minus One. <laughs> And it is about a boy who loses his mother to a fire in Tokyo during a really tragic event. Uh, his father then marries the boy's aunt, uh, his mother's younger sister, and they move out to a country estate to try to get away from all of the bombings and war and so forth. Um, while out there in the country estate, he kind of finds this mysterious tower in the forest. And everyone's kind of telling him, don't go there. It's It's cursed. It's you know, things happen there. It's, it's just weird. It's sealed off for a reason. Don't go in. But then there's this mysterious gray heron that shows up at the property and it, it talks in this raspy voice and it keeps harassing Mahito, telling him, you got to go, go to this tower. You know, you got to save your mom. And eventually his new mom uh, does get kidnapped and he has to go into the tower and save her. And he finds this other world and it's full of magic and wonder and violence. And somehow he's got to work through his grief. He's got to come of age and he's, he's got to find a way to accept his new family state. Two things about this director's legacy. The stories are always very emotional. The artwork is always stunning. It sounds like maybe we get both of those again. You do. You know, this, this is a movie that is the complete package. Hayao Miyazaki's last movie was The Wind Rises, came out a decade ago, probably was one of my least favorite Ghibli films, uh, but it's the only one I feel that way about, and I know a lot of other people like it. Uh, the the decade-long wait for this movie is, is well paid off. You get gorgeous visuals and animation, um, you get a haunting yet alluring soundtrack, mm -hmm. uh, and you get these themes that Miyazaki is known for, you know, growing up, working through grief the horrors of war. Um, all of these things get packed into a nice two-hour movie, and it's fantastic. Also, you mentioned that his other films are streaming on HBO Max, but Full Effect is in on the big screen. Yes. Uh, this is his first movie you can go see in IMAX. It does sound like it might make an interesting created double feature, though, if you went to Godzilla Minus One and the boy and the heron on the same day because both Japanese and both dealing with World War II. Yeah, both dealing with the destructive forces of war, mankind's potential for self-destruction 
and the humbling of the human spirit, reminding us that maybe we're not as in control as we thought. Yeah, absolutely. This would make a fantastic double showing for people who have steel bladders and <laughs> love popcorn, you know? Right. A uh, full review from Courtney can be found at OzarksAtLarge.com and KUAF.com. What are we going to be visiting with about uh, next week? Next week, you and I will talk about Wonka, Timothy Chalamet's new prequel to the infamous Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. I am so curious about this. It, You know, you, we've all seen the trailer, I think. It could... I like Timothy Chalamet. He seems to be an incredibly charismatic actor, but, you know... Well, I will... I will set the uh, the table. I've already seen the movie, and we'll talk about it next week. No hints. Well, there you go. All right. That's what we call forward promote. Thank you. Courtney Lanning's <laughs> review can be found at ozarksatlarge.com and kuaf.com. Thank you, Courtney. Kyle, thanks for having me. If you haven't heard your name yet and you entered the KUAF and Friends Holiday Giveaway, don't worry. We've still got some winners to go. Ryan Versi, our underwriting director, is here. Randomly selected winners. What what are we going to give away next? Up next, we've got two general admission tickets to Hillberry Music Fest 2024, Spaceberry Music Fest 2024, and Opal Agafia's Ozark Mountain Soul Fest 2024. Wait, one person's going to get all these? One person per concert so there's a went one winner for hillberry oh i got you okay one winner for spaceberry okay one winner for opalagafia okay each person however gets two general admission tickets gotcha so yeah um shout out to deadhead productions also another yeah. long time friend of kuaf hillberry music fest congratulations to the winner of two general admission tickets to nancy paddock of ah. eureka springs all right also Spaceberry Music Fest, you are going to get two general admission tickets. Ted Rust of Poto. Okay. Yeah, look at that. Thanks for listening to Poto. Absolutely. Last but not least, two general admission tickets to Opalagafia's Ozark Mountain yeah. Soul Fest. This is one of the newer ones. Yeah, this is cool. Yeah, so congratulations to Kimberly McCubbin huh. of Fayetteville. And if that's not really your idea of date night, then you probably entered to win the Community Creative Center Date Night Gift Certificate for four. Mm -hmm. And that's going to be a really cool opportunity for Jennifer Schilling of Fayetteville. All right. Ryan Versi, Underwriting Director at KUAF, thank you very much. Thank you all again for answering and listening. I got one other question. If someone wants to email you something about underwriting, maybe they're interested? If they're interested in underwriting or having your company or organization be a part of these prizes for the listeners this time next year. Reach out to me at K-U-A-F-S-A-L-E-S, K-U-A-F-Sales at gmail.com. Do you love listening to Ozarks at Large? From local news to artist interviews and everything in between, the news team at K-U-A-F provides listeners with a lot of information. But what if you could test your listening skills with a fun, daily word-based puzzle? If that sounds like something you might like to try, you can visit newsword.org slash KUAF to attempt today's puzzle. But be warned, 
you might end up discovering your next obsession. That's newsword.org slash KUAF. Happy puzzling. This is 91.3 KUAF, and Ozarks at Large is a production of 91.3 KUAF. KUAF is a listener-supported service of the School of Journalism and Strategic Media at the University of Arkansas. Thanks for being with us on this Friday, and thank you to everyone who supports public radio, Ozarks at Large, and KUAF. If you've made a contribution during this season of giving fundraiser, thank you so much. The biggest part of KUAF's budget comes from you and listeners just like you. Every program that you hear on KUAF, whether it's uh, one of the ones that we produce here in the Carver Center for Public Radio, like Ozarks at Large, or the Pick and Post, or Shades of Jazz, or uh, Generic Blue Show, or it's one that we get from NPR, Morning Edition, All Things Considered, or another uh, source like WNYC and Science Friday. All of these programs come with a price tag. We have to pay for the national rights to broadcast them for you, or we have to pay for the people in this building to put them together. And the biggest part of our budget, by far, and the most reliable, comes from you and listeners like you. So thank you so much for contributing during this season of Giving Fundraiser. If you haven't yet, you can go to supportkuaf.com. You can also uh, become a monthly sustaining member there as well. Thank you so much. And don't forget, we do have the Giving Tree this year, benefiting the Yvonne Richardson Center. And they are looking for uh, games and balls, like soccer balls and basketballs, as well as coats. There's a full list at kuaf.com of what we're looking for. More deliveries have been made just during this hour of Ozarks at Large. Thank you all for contributing to this 13th season of The Giving Tree at KUAF. If you'd like to make a donation, you can do so at 9 South School. That's where our studios are located. And um, just drop off the items here during normal business hours. We'll be able to help you uh, unload from your car if you've got too many to to haul in yourself. And we had a couple of people do that yesterday. So thanks, everyone, for making The Giving Tree what looks like another successful year. Contributors to this edition of Ozarks at Large today included Michael Tilley, April Wallace from the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette, and Courtney Lanning. Don't forget, you can find Courtney's review, uh, film reviews at OzarksAtLarge.com and KUAF.com. Thank you so much, Ryan Versi, KUAF Underwriting Director, for coming in and announcing this year's winners to the KUAF Holiday and Friends giveaway. Our theme is titled The First Hurrah. It is written and performed by Daryl Sean. I'll be back with you Sunday morning at 9 for Weekend Ozarks at Large, and we have a full week of brand new shows of the daily edition of Ozarks at Large beginning next Monday at noon and 7 in northwest Arkansas every weeknight at 7 on KUAR Little Rock Public Radio. I'm Kyle Kellams. Support for KUAF comes from Westwood Gardens, offering holiday gifts for the family gardener, wind chimes, garden tools, a variety of pots, and Westwood Gardens gift certificates available in-store or online at westwoodgardens.com. The Ozark Society is a regional conservation organization known for saving the Buffalo National River from being dammed. Members across the state who love rivers and wild lands hike, volunteer, and work toward a common goal of keeping the natural state natural. Information on memberships at ozarksociety.net.